Hello and welcome to the Knowledge Panel, Episode 10, SEO for Startups. I'm really pleased to say that the panel I've got today, I think, is ideal for, for this particular topic, SEO for Startups, because we've got three really quite well-known challenger brands um, that have disrupted the uh, their, their industry sectors um, since they've come into the into the into the world, and so having SEO managers from uh, from, from 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 those businesses are absolutely great. So we're going to uh, dive in and ask these people to introduce themselves and start with. Um, well, I'm going to I'm just going to prove, guys, that I can pronounce names, and then you can laugh at me when I can't pronounce them. So we have Helen Benavides, uh, Fabrizio Ballerini, and uh, Kirsten Reichardt. Uh, and if I've got those right, you can you can you know if you're got those wrong you can you can laugh at me but you know why don't you guys introduce yourselves so helen where who are you and where do you come from well i am a seo manager for gifgaf i've been uh, working for gifgaf for the last seven years so pretty much since the start always on content and now a natural move to seo and if there are people out there in markets that don't know gifgaf it's disrupt a brand uh in the telephone so basically a, a mobile phone provider um and uh and completely disrupted the market with uh with non-long-term contracts i think is uh, is a fair bit so uh, fabrizio who are you and where do you come from, sir? Uh, well, I'm obviously Italian, right? I don't have many options with such a name. And uh, and I, I work at WISE. I've been at WISE for the past uh, six years, and I joined as the uh, first SEO-ish uh, to be in the team. So I've been seeing a lot of things happening <laughs> from where we just launched the website to what we are, where we are today. So that's... And I'm still doing that to some extent. So that's, uh, that's my role uh, there. And for, and for those most, who don't know don't know why exactly, probably, uh, are you allowed probably, to say what it used to be called <laughs> or are you banned from no, saying actually, that actually I'm, I'm forcing myself or like trying to not call it transfer wise very hard because obviously i have six years worth of uh, history on this yeah like uh, we just rebranded like a few months ago uh from transfer wise to wise and uh, you know uh, that's that's why these days we're wise, but most of you probably know us as transfer wise, right? And if you haven't used wise, or, or yeah, then you know, trans, if you want to transfer money between countries, I use it all the time, and uh, we we use it to to, to to pay people all around the world. It's fantastic. So uh, it really disrupted the the you know the uh, the finance FX industry, I'd say. And Kirsten, um, who are you, and where do you come from? Hello, everyone. I'm Kirsten. I am originally from Germany, but I'm in the UK now, and I work at Tide as the uh, senior SEO manager, or basically as the SEO department. Um, I've been there for a little over two years. Um, that's mainly where the SEO journey started. So I'm really excited to be there and see what else is going to happen with the company as we're fairly new still. Yeah, and uh, and I've got at least two Tide accounts as well. So uh, so I, I use if you if you if you want a bank account and you're particularly if you are from abroad trying to get a, a bank account in the, in the UK. The interesting thing about Tide is they kind of have really taken prepaid credit cards to its extreme. I'd say is uh, is is uh, you know not not quite fully fcs regulated yet but pretty darn close uh, and the apps and stuff are really easy to use so definitely a big disruptor in the market so thank you firstly thank you very much for coming on guys um you know your your big successes in the startup world i would say you know for most of us that are, are startups we we can only um we can only dream of being you know a tide or a gift gap or a wise um so i, I want to start with uh, with really 
you know, the basic question, you know, what are the big SEO challenges associated with startups in general? In, in general, what 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 things do you think startups problems startups face that other other businesses that have been around for a long time don't face? So I don't know who wants to head that one off. So I think the the general problem that like is common among all startups, whether you're a you know super well funded company or whether you're like a company that uh, you, you're starting your bedroom is time, right? And uh, and this is time in in both sense of figuring out uh, what to do first and what to prioritize, and second is time to you know your the clock ticking on your business becoming an actual business. And I think like that's definitely the thing that we. You know, even though in, in our case, when we launched the uh, SEO program, the company was already five years in, right, uh, into the business. We already had, like, uh, funding, uh, yet uh, you still have limited time, you know. And I think that's the generally the biggest problem, as in figuring out what to do first, how to measure it, and, like, how to pick up from there. Because definitely, I guess, from, like, established brands, uh, there's a little bit less luxury of, well, like, what, what you can try and wait, right? It's okay if in, in an established brand if for a couple of quarters things don't move. If you are in a fast-moving startup, uh, it's unlikely that it's okay that uh, you spend like months without not, not much happening, right? Uh, so I think this is definitely uh, the biggest challenge, even though from a resource perspective, you tend to be a bit more agile, right? Like, and, uh, mm -hmm. and like it's a bit faster to get things done, but, uh, but then time and people, right, which you don't have, to begin with, is definitely the hardest, the hardest thing to fix. So, so, so balancing resource and focus to, to, to sum that up is you think it's yeah, easy yeah, to exactly, be, exactly. Even yeah. even though you have unlimited money, I don't think that can fix it either. In a way that uh, it takes time to hire the right people, to find them, convince them to join. Early days to convince someone to actually join us to come and build a team with us was not an easy an easy thing to do. So, uh, like the first, the, the second person that I hired was like an ex colleague which I texted on WhatsApp. And then from there, I had to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn telling people, we are TransferWise, this is what we do. Would you would mm -hmm. like to join us? This is how we work. And as opposed to, you know, people wanting to join other brands that uh, yeah. uh, is, uh, is a bit easier to understand what the company is about, you know, it's a bit less risky as well. So I think that's uh, definitely important, yeah. Cool. Helen, Kirsten, any other um, challenges for, for startups, with small startups? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're still not in like super early stages, but still early stages. So I agree with Fab there that um, time is, is a massive constraint because there's so much you can do, uh, which is also a good thing because you can be, you know, very creative and um, basically whatever you want to do, um, people will trust you and you can do it. So there's a lot of scope, but that also means you really, really have to become very good at um, prioritizing. Um, things move incredibly fast. Um, so yeah, definitely time. Then unfortunately, we don't have unlimited resources. Um, sounded great, um, what Fab said there. Um, I think in my case, it's slightly different. Um, so I am quite limited in, you know, other people's capacity that I need to get things done. And also budget wise, um, of course, we are well funded, and there is budget to go around. But I feel like being at a startup, um, it's just you really have to squeeze as much as possible out of every single pound that you spend. Whereas um, when I worked at bigger companies, that was not quite the case. I guess you had a bit more, um, you know, I guess, yeah, flexibility in your budget. I agree. Yeah, limited resources, limited budget, 
and uh, competing priorities in the business with especially with uh, SEO are the challenges up to now I, I would say the way the business uh, can uh, be different is how uh, you are going to 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 rank at least on on Google uh, on the uh, how you can differentiate your business this differential point will be the key to get some uh, some ranking and traffic I believe for startups so I, I think that's a, that brings on, brings naturally onto onto the next thing is is how 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 the heck are we going to compete with Goliaths like you know the Barclays or the you know or the Vodafone or you know or, or whoever whoever may be your 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 competitor in your in your world if you're a startup by definition there's probably going to be an incumbent or or many in there that are going to be hugely more powerful. So, how do you go about making that differentiation? Um, you know, what? How do you how do you pitch your business so that it is different to other people? So you've got some chance in SEO at all? Is that done by you guys, or is that fed down from uh, from top brass? Or you know, because a lot of us as SEOs don't necessarily have a top brass. We are the SEO. <laughs> we are the CEO. <laughs> I think uh, it's definitely a challenge when we first look at one of our uh, direct competitor. Uh, they had the equivalent of links as Wikipedia, probably. So it's probably not a good strategy to try to build a couple of links and, and figure out how, how you can beat them, right? And uh, but at the same time, over time, you know, your profile grows and things happen. So I, on this point, I was watching like uh, it was an interview somewhere from like Kevin Indy a while ago. And he was mentioning, like, it wasn't necessarily related to startups, but uh, I think on this is very important not to take the same approach, like uh, like for like in every company, right? So if you're working in, in a startup that is building uh, Facebook V2 or Booking V2, uh, probably you just need to focus on getting the technical things right and then the product will scale uh, pages and content and everything, right? If you're working on a startup where there's no actual front-facing product, that get indexed and and get searched probably you have challenging building landing pages content and or maybe like do a blog or long form content i think different businesses they got different challenges and i think the most important bit that's what eventually we decided early days is uh, not to try to outlink these uh, these people because it was not possible on day one even though we are you know relatively popular startup we got a lot of press coverage like we are in the at some point when we first launched we had like a lot of coverage really a lot of coverage but it was still nowhere near comparable to anything like that and uh, so i think in our case we decided to you know become a bigger brand by building a lot of content and pages and and have the, that such presence that would allow you with time to uh, gain authority but then equally you know not all startups they mean to compete with massive uh, site out there maybe we just focusing on a very narrow a set of keywords and then you want to take a slightly different approach i think the important bit is not to do a like a, um, you know by the book play where you say okay i do a bit of technical work a bit of content and a bit of links and let's hope that next month i will do the same and it will go well uh, because i don't think it's, it's likely that all these things can go well because you don't have the team to do it uh, your website is not an authoritative website to do all these things in one go so i think that's the i guess like biggest challenge if you want to face big brands but we did manage to rank some of them with time right so it's not it's not impossible <laughs> it's just uh, is you know like uh, if you're relentlessly focusing it's not impossible it's just uh, short term is right that you have limited limited uh, 
chances to compete, or maybe you should pick a fight, right, on just one area, right? And uh, Helen and Kirsten, any other ideas for differentiation? I, I do think, uh, not on differentiation, but I do think in some things you need to go by the book to start with, for example, the, the technical part of the website to get it right, to build uh, the, the website on uh, good technical foundations, to be able to scale, to grow, and uh, taking into account that your website in some years won't be a mess. So this, I think it, it's important to get right from the start. And then uh, it's the, differenti the differential parts of the business, uh, creating uh, quality content comparing to all the other big brands. This, this will also help. Yeah, I think also it's not necessarily um, just the big brands or, or your direct competitors, right? Because from a business point of view, you might have your top three, top five set competitors. But from an SEO point of view, you actually have a lot more competitors because um, you're competing for different areas, you're competing with content, not only with your core product. And so I think it's, it's crucial that you don't, you know, don't I guess try to mimic what everyone else is doing. Just focus on what you're really, really good at, um, and do that very well. Um, and then, yeah, again, it's it's short term is difficult, but you have to build it over time. If I if I could add one second from Ellen' point, uh, picking the right technical setup to begin with is really crucial in future. Uh, I was thinking now, like uh, we we changed domain uh, five six years into this. If when I joined, we would then we wouldn't have got the right folder structure or a bunch of these things that we would have had to change at some point and then change domain. And like, I think mm -hmm. uh, some choices, I think you have to remember that they, you have to stick them on the wall for a long time. Right? Exactly. Uh, and, and you don't want to keep changing them, right? Like, or at least, you know, the, the longer they are out and they're wrong, they, the painful they're going to get, right? With time. Exactly. So yeah, I think some of these things, definitely you, you don't have to forget them because yeah. when I first joined, someone was about to launch uh, countries on subdomains and have a very weird structure that I had to stop on my first week. <laughs> so like, oh sometimes I have to make this cause and like not be popular, but uh, it's important, right? Because long term, you don't want to, you don't want to go down the path, right? Maybe. If possible to start with the right technical foundations, if you have resources and budget, I would advise to get the fundamentals uh, correct. For example, we started with our no contract theme was our only offer and now the website the website grew and we have phones and uh, many other offers and the the website should be fit to follow this this growth this will be ideally the the thing to do yeah i and, and i i think from the point of view of of well, yeah, so the technical bit, really, really important. And if you haven't got the funds, I think WordPress is still a good place to start, really. <laughs> um, myself, I, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of businesses can do quite well with WordPress designed well. Um, I know a lot of small businesses seem to be jumping over to, to Wix now as well. But and if you're a small, small business, I'm not talking about you guys because you guys have got 
online, you know, uh, parts that need to go sort of beyond uh, the, the WordPress of this world. But, you know, WordPress still is a hot favorite amongst SEOs for sure as a, as a technology, <clears throat> but it still needs to be set up right and it still needs to be uh, uh, to, to be set up properly. Um, so you can you can disagree as well. But um, I, I want going over to the uh, to the to the product differentiation bit. I mean, the way that, you know, Inlinks did it was uh, was I mean we're competing you know, theoretically you could say well we're going to compete with all of your favorite tools guys so you know all of the uh, the Hrefs and the the Semrushes and all the other you know tools and but we 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 so we had to kind of say well I'm not going to do that um, and uh, so entity SEO was our kind of approach um, because uh, because that was what was different from our, our world and uh, uh, and trying to trying to look at the world from a topic point of view instead of from a keyword point of view and and it's we we kind of kind of kind getting there now you know so entity seo as a concept is becoming more well known and um and then then we're you know we're in a much smaller field uh, and i and i i rather my chances uh talking uh, trying to get to the top for entity seo than uh, anything that semrush is going to fight me with because <laughs> they're big <laughs> and they've just gone public so i think they made it so, um, okay guys um so uh so getting that, that technical stuff it's great what else can we do to um differentiate ourselves from the competition what about local um stuff is that a way for a bricks and mortar business perhaps not one of you like like yourselves but you know how can we use google local or local business google my business those kind of things does that help a small business stand out and 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 how do we how do we set ourselves up on that path we we don't have uh, like uh, physical branches right we don't have uh, shops right but uh... We do have offices, right, where our like customer partners, not customers, sorry, but partners and other people come to. Um, another bit that when people think local, like one part, probably if you have a physical business, definitely there is the, you know, the Google My Business part to, that you can you can spend time on. Uh, the other bit that uh, it's very easy to um, like uh, scale and like is relatively low in terms of resources is to think about local within your product, right, and figuring out. Uh, even within your website, which local uh, variants of your product exist, if they exist, and uh, and uh, in, I guess in our case we we deal with currencies between countries, but uh, even in that situation we have like banks with the branch and codes and a lot of different uh, like setup that are still suited to like having local landing pages, right? So it's not just about on one side you have the my business part, but on the other side is the local when it comes to uh, like more tailored. Uh, like uh, content or landing pages that your your customer might be looking at, which is uh, is very simple to iterate on because the day you find that uh, this type of article works in one city, right, to convert customer is likely that it's going to work in another city. The only difference you're going to reuse the same brief, the same template, uh, the same like uh, setup. You're just going to tailor the content, right, and customize maybe the offering, right, for that. Uh, that particular uh, that particular city for gift we have a similar story we don't have physical stores but we have uh, uh, our sims uh, offered in partners and uh, we are yeah we are just starting to test local searches because we 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 now have a partnership with o2 in some stores in north england uh, Northwest England, we, uh, we you will be able to find uh, GIFGAF sims. So we are starting to try out this local search, and um, yeah, it will be live uh, soon. So I, I'll, I'll then be able to let you know if it's. Uh, we are driving a footpath. 
to, to distort with local search. I, I think that that sounds uh, an absolutely brilliant approach, Helen, actually, in that, you know, having, even though you're, you're, you know, you've got distribution outlets, so basically anywhere that sells your SIMs, you could probably set up as a, 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 a gift gaff re- distributor or a gift gaff reseller and effectively run all of their local marketing. Um, and so, so you go onto Google theoretically and, you know, gift gaff distributors, it suddenly shows everybody that's, uh, that's selling a gift gaff SIM. So potentially could be a, a really, really powerful way of doing that, I would guess. So, yeah, I like that idea. Just to clarify why on O2 stores is because we run on O2 network. That's why the partnership. You could be even a bit brave and uh, and do local stuff if your competitor has got stores, right? Like you don't necessarily have to uh, be local yourself, but if everyone is using a competing service in store and you want to offer them like a web-only experience, you can still uh, build uh, like landing pages for your competitor. Obviously, it, it requires a bunch of legal a trickery in, in between, but uh, it's not it's not impossible. Is that obviously you're not going to open Google My Business for them, right? But uh, you can still try to challenge them on your and often like we realize that uh, apart from like a small percentage of user, majority of the user, if you are disrupting a business, they are with someone else already. So you often have this challenge of trying to um, like touch on their brand traffic as well uh, to figure out to promote your brand or even to let them know that you are an alternative, right? Okay, so we, we've got a, a question popped up there. I wonder if we can get that question back on the screen again uh, as well. And if anybody has any questions, by the way, you, whether you're on YouTube or on Facebook, hopefully someone's looking out for the questions on Facebook as well, and we can get those those up as well. But uh, Mario says, maybe basic, there's no, no such thing as a, a, a basic question, but um, uh, how does this local geo SEO work? Okay, so uh, anyone want to jump in that? <laughs> how does local geo SEO work? There was actually a John... John Muller, uh, like uh, hangout, um, like um, article few a while ago, and they were talking about event companies having uh, landing pages for local, um, like cities, right? And uh, and I think the when it comes to like the, having these approaches is uh, often down to the content of these uh, pages and the, their uniqueness, right? And whether you can offer a different proposition in one place or another. You, If you only have one event nationwide, you cannot build a page for every city because it's the same content, it's the same page, but uh, uh, there are companies that have different proposition or different like tailored version of the same um, like experience by city or by by air geographic area. And that where you can, uh, you know, without having the same, exactly same page, you can offer a slightly more tailored intent and uh, it can work yeah and i think uh the, the thing interesting thing about local is that the google is is much better at under well often is better at understanding where the user is that's doing the search than they are at understanding where the business is at the other, other other end of the thing so when i type in pizza nearby um that's kind of where you're starting to get to uh, to, to local google understands it's a local search and has a pretty good idea where especially if it's on a mobile phone, where uh, where the user is at that particular point. The question then is, if you're a pizza company, should your results appear or not? Uh, and, and, and so 
you know, if you're lucky enough to be able to to um, have use Google My Business and you have a lot of stores, if you're a PC world, you've got lots and lots of stores around the place. So you can find uh, or, or Pizza Hut, then it'll show you the local Pizza Huts. If you're one Pizza Hut, you've got to compete against that. And that's where Google My Business comes in, because you can just sign up at Google My Business, which is free, um, and uh, and get yourself at least in your local results pack or the local search pack in, in SEO to try and, uh, try and answer Mario's question there i think sooner so uh okay uh kirsten um you've uh i've I've left you outside out the loop for a little bit so uh let me jump in um what are some of the uh, the the common mistakes that you think startups make um you know where do they go wrong well i think probably not prioritizing right so sort of what i said earlier um it's very very easy to get distracted and to get overwhelmed because you know you have huge competition um and um yeah, it, it's a very competitive space. So I think not getting distracted and really trying to focus on your strength and where you can compete um, and then prioritize and not try to do everything at once. So really, really focus on, on you know, on where you do, um, where you do have the best chances. Um, and yeah, just focus. And, and how do you think um, SEO and PPC should balance themselves out, particularly in the early days of a startup? Should people be using PPC or just exclusively SEO? Or because PPC, of course, costs money right out of the box. So you know, uh, can can people use PPC to to enforce their to improve their their SEO and vice versa? Should yes, well, as Mara says, should they be working together? Yeah, I think it depends probably on your business, but um, short term, of course, PPC works straight away, right? So as you have to um, work you have to build it over time so if you have the budget definitely um, go in with PPC um, and then balance it over time um, you will hopefully get into a position where you can start testing and see you know uh, where are you getting stronger and stronger with SEO but um, in our case we we rely heavily on PPC um, yeah it's just just very very fast and shows good results so if you have the budget I would definitely um, use PPC as well uh, yeah, also the other bit is for testing purposes, right? Um, it takes uh, a lot of uh, time and pain to build uh, uh, content and test landing pages. Um, if you can test them pretty quickly with, with ads, uh, often you're on the right track, right? And uh, and it can accelerate a bit your process of figuring out where where to focus even, even on search. If your uh, product goes against, uh, you know, established search demand. The challenge that we had, for instance, in our industry, is that uh, being a disruptive new service, people don't Google a lot. Uh, the classic transactional stuff that you would do PPC on, right? So there are people searching money transfer and those kind of terms, uh, but it's not a lot, right? We're not going to build uh, such a big business just waiting for people to Google a bit more of that transactional stuff. So um, in some situations, it's not so helpful uh, to look at, at paid search because there's not enough demand from consumer against your your product. And that's where you have to you know work with the... Uh, with more longer tail, longer tail queries or like different intents that you wouldn't necessarily be done, right? Uh, with with paid, yeah. Yeah, but it, there is the temptation, I think, for the startups because when you pay, you get it. The temptation of forgetting leaving SEO to the second plan because it's easier to get, um, yeah, to to sell your product. Uh, through through PPC, then working on your website structure and user journey 
to to get more traffic so yeah it needs to to have a bond <laughs> yeah that's true you might get hooked on the quick turnaround <laughs> yeah, yeah back to mistakes i i sometimes spend time with uh, very early stage funders and that are uh, starting literally companies and uh, the hardest part is probably to set the expectation on what you're you're doing within seo and uh, and when they have like uh, like a few options within channels that they want to test uh, they really need to understand really well that uh, you know in a month they will not <laughs> break the bank by doing seo right they need to understand how they're going to invest what how is it going to see within the landscape and otherwise they just get burned and then they lose confidence that this is going to work right and mm -hmm. obviously not everyone has got the benefit of like spending a lot of resources and time to begin with but i think uh, uh, yeah the easiest mistake is to you know compare this to the other channels after a few months there's no results and then you just turn it off or just don't hire a team that set up SEO pro an SEO program well, and then you just think that it doesn't work, right? And that's, that's very easy, especially when your company is well-funded to just spend money, right? Like many well-funded companies, they, they burn a lot of money for that reason, right? And I see a lot of these ex expect expectations with uh, digital PR. I don't know. I, I would be interested in knowing from you guys, um, but um, we, it's a lot of investment, and uh, sometimes we just get no no followed links. I think this is the trend now, and uh, this is a bit uh, concerning because there is these expectations in increase the the website authority and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, something that to, to pay attention when you invest in uh, digital PR for external linking. Yeah, I, I think I think that that external link bit is is an interesting challenge for a startup, but also it's a great opportunity because you are a disruptive business. You have that opportunity to cut through the story. You know, Barclays going out there and trying to get more links are going to be just the same kind of links as before, unless there's a, unless, I mean, they've, they've got the same ability to come up with a brand new story or a brand new angle, but you know, do they necessarily want to because uh, they're, they're taking a punt on changing their, their existing business um, uh, base. Um, whereas, you know, you guys have got, you know, three very different disruptive businesses in, in your area. And, but, and, and I think Fabrizio mentioned it. I think, I think using PPC to, to, as a, as a testing tool to work out what your SEO strategy might be, might be a very, very good idea. And I think that's an excellent uh, approach. But you all had the problem of starting out with uh, phrases, I suppose, key phrases that no one might want to uh, search for, that no one's searching. So no contract, um, no contract telephones or, you know, banking without, uh, with, without a branch or, you know, transferring money. Um, you know, all of those three things or transferring money cheaply or whatever, all of those three things are things that, you know, uh, were, were, were not necessarily, there was no obvious phrase that was being used in by by people in in large numbers, certainly not enough to justify the massive expansion, the rapid expansion of of your businesses. So, I mean, obviously, you know that the, the business is not solely based around SEO, but how did you guys, you know, get into you know how did those businesses become big enough to have SEO managers like yourselves? If there wasn't enough phrase, so an innovative business might start out with a product that has no search phrase at all, brand new product. This is the first one that's ever, you know, rains from the stars on a on a blue summery night, or I don't know whatever whatever it may be, and it's called a 
you know, thingamy Bob, you know, and no one's search, searching for it. How did you expand that uh, that marketplace to get enough terms to uh, warrant SEO, organic search traffic? We have a ton of these challenges, actually. We That's pretty much the bread and butter of what we do, as in uh, there was actually not much demand to bank on to begin with. And then equally, when it comes to things like links, uh, obviously, you get a bit more coverage right? because, you know, you're also a bit more brave, right? Barclays, the CEO, didn't get naked at any point in time soon. But our CEOs, many years ago, they got naked, right? And that makes PR, right, on the street, and that makes into PR. So there are areas where, I guess, you, you are a bit more flexible, but equally area where you don't have search demand. And, uh, and that's where, um, like, the I guess the tricky part is to have confidence by talking to your customers that sooner or later um, investing in one area that is not necessarily that close to what they meant to do um, is um, is okay, right? We even write content for people that might use our product 12 months down the line, right? And we still do it if we think that is a good investment uh, within a certain investment appetite um, just because it's better than solely relying on these people uh, trying to, you know, uh, search for something. The other bit that I think... Uh, SEO can really fix is that your product needs to be good enough and that there needs to be enough word of mouth and enough epic customers that they will tell someone else, right? And the same reason why I don't think that neither PR can fix that, right? If you got a boring company with a bad product, no matter how much PR you do, it's still, you're still not going to fix that that easily, right? It's very difficult to get journalists to, to you know, buy into your stuff. So I think uh, uh, that one, like, uh, sometimes is a bit of a function of how good is your product uh, to some extent up to the point that at some point it justify and there's enough growth and there's enough uh, spin to invest in building an SEO team, right? We we started like uh, uh, like an SEO team when we already had a million customers, right? Like, so we, we weren't like necessarily just a startup. Obviously, it's not the same for everyone, right? There are people that start with a bit less customers than that, but, uh, but there are like <laughs> points at which I think it's important to realize, okay, this product is sticking and therefore, I'm going to invest in something long term, which on the long run, it proves to be the best channel that we have, right? We we pay back the investment in SEO like 10 times faster than all the other channel. It's growing the fastest. Uh, it, it's getting more and more share within marketing. Uh, it's a good idea, but it just takes a bit of confidence and gut uh, if you have a decent product that you can build upon. Otherwise, the risk is that uh, you're going to try to fix with SEO all the other problem that your product has got and your company has got and that... Uh, uh, it's very hard to do, right? Like, it's not, not super simple. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, word of mouth is key. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, yeah, if you don't have the right product, then SEO certainly can't fix that. Um, but if there is not much search demand about your actual product or your product term, uh, you can always think about, um, you know, what is the need that people have and then try to think along the whole funnel rather than at the end point where you have your product and then get to it that way. So basically build your topic universe um, around that and start very early. So, uh, so I mean, on that, I mean, Fabrizio said they had a, they, had, they actually had a million customers before they set up an, an SEO team. Uh, Kirsten, 
how many how many uh, um, business accounts did Tide have before he set up an, a, an SEO team? You, you don't have to answer. You may be not allowed to answer, even if you knew. But, very, you know. very little. Very little. I can tell you that. Oh, you, um, very few. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes, very few customers. So definitely grown a lot um, since then. But so I all, guess. But, is, would you say uh, or, um, tied, uh, or, um, or, organic um, traffic has been a big source of of, uh, of new accounts for for Tide, yes, or did that absolutely. come later? Did, was that right near the start then? Well, so it, it did take a while um, to build up, right? So, um, like I said before, we balanced out quite a lot with paid channels, with PPC, um, because our, I guess, issue is not that there was no search demand for business accounts, because there is um, there is demand for that. Um, it's more, um, you know, attracting the right people that are willing to have their account um, digitally and maybe don't need a branch. Um, but that's also depending on how you position yourself, right? Because it doesn't have to be a primary account if you still need a branch that you walk into. You can you can keep your existing account and use us as your digital platform to do all your other um, business finance. Um, but yeah, um, growing that customer base, um, organic um, definitely played a big part in that. Sorry, Helen, anything, anything, anyone want to jump in? Or, uh, I mean, how many, you know, GiftCaf must, you know, did you have loads and loads of customers before you uh, became a, an, a, had an SEO uh, role? Or do you think uh, GiftCaf also started organically? Um, yeah, we really started or organic uh, really well, uh, also because of branded searches. So our activation base is uh, a lot of branded searches so it's organic but branded on the generic uh yeah generic is always the the challenge to grow in this in this area exactly yeah Exactly. Before we launched GiftGaf, we, we already had the community. So word of mouth first, and then PR, good PR, branding, and the differential of GiftGaf. They all helped a lot with uh, with search. So I wanted to um, finish up with, we haven't got very much time left uh, already, but um, how how much does it help if, if the business has either a flamboyant uh, CEO or a, a knowledge leader CEO or, so, or, or, or not necessarily the CEO, but how important is it to a startup to, um, to have uh, people in that organization who are already either respected or hated, it doesn't matter which necessary from a marketing point of view. Um, and, uh, but they, you know, they can then create that focus around, uh, around, uh, around the sort of, uh, the, the, the links and the, and the, um, the, the comments you, you, you mentioned, you know, uh, your CEO getting dressing up naked, you know, but, you know, uh, has all of your businesses got somebody in the organization that within their industry sector is seen as, uh, a knowledge leader and, and somebody that's respected in the in the in the field and do you use them or are you would you be worried as a as a startup that those those people then might be too valuable for the business and too too valuable for the business to uh to risk as a you know a main plank 
Yeah, I would say it definitely helps. Um, but if you don't have that person or if your CEO happens to not want to be like out there all that much, I think that's okay as well. But yeah, it definitely helps if you have someone who's well known in the industry, if you have someone who has like proven thought leadership and, um, you know, you can work with that person um, for your content or PR campaigns and things like that. So I think it's definitely beneficial. Um, but I think um, also, it doesn't necessarily only have to be the CEO. If you have more people in your company, um, yeah, definitely also use them as like authorities to speak about certain topics um, and work with them for PR, um, you know, content creation and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I would not only think about the CEO or just generally um, who is there that is a thought leader and can contribute to dis different um, areas of your work. Helen, you got anybody in your organisation that stands out as a, uh, you know, as a as a, 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 a thought leader in your sector? Oh yes, uh, yes, I, I do have, and I I try to to build up the the SEO um, advocates within the business. So um, yeah, this influence influence to get everyone on board with SEO is a, a, a very good point for companies that are not only starting up, but on the growth path. Guys, we're nearly to the end of the time. Um, I, I just want to uh, finish up with, with one last question because it leads into our next one, the next presentation uh, next month, which I'll bring David in for after that. After that. Um, uh, what is it that, um, is, there, is there something that big organizations do um, that um, that small organizations should not attempt to do, uh, that startups should not attempt to do. Where is the you know is there something in the uh, in the, in the world of you know big organizations that they 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 can you know do things and and, and leverage that that smaller businesses are unable to do. I think that in terms of like not doing is probably. Uh, even on like not doing structural mistakes in the setup of the teams, right? Uh, then like they it, like sometimes uh, it's not necessarily a good idea to look how these some of these big organizations are built in terms of team and structure and how they operate. And uh, and I think these are really important because you have one one chance to uh, build a team structure that is going to scale and this may, will make people happy to come every day to work rather than uh, complaining about developer not shipping technical changes about the content team not doing things. So it's probably your one of chance to get the ground right. And uh, and back to the probably leaders question as well. I think uh, uh, in our case, it's more than like having leaders that are authority in the space. It's probably more useful that uh, leader trust the teams to invest and have the right measurement in place. Uh, otherwise, the risk is that uh, you, you end up in a very large organization where you have someone making a decision of which keyword you should rank for, right? And this person does not understand much about search, right? So you shouldn't make sure that you don't get to that point, right? And and the decision maker, the team in terms of like resources, the engineers, everyone is within your team, or at least you have some control of it in, in, a, in a smooth way. Otherwise, the, the bigger it gets, the more painful it gets up to the point that uh, you have like large organization with SEO teams that are completely uh, enabled to move things because it's blocked by uh, a bunch of people and uh, luckily when, when you are you are a new company you don't have this issue because uh, uh, a lot of these people don't exist yet right so you can uh, work hard in not making making sure that they don't <laughs> work in that in that fashion i think for us it's really important because we went from like uh, like you know when when we started the program we were like a couple of like a million customers now we have around 10 million ish 
Uh, and then we went from like myself and three engineers to now uh, 50 plus people that work around SEO uh, alone. And then in that situation is, yeah, like if the bigger you get, the harder it gets. Um, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna work really well with with time. Okay, I, well, also I also quickly saw that one. That's a good question to end up on. Was sales flags? That question came up there. Um, uh, so let's say you've only got one thing you want to focus on first, because um, the three experts here today have uh, have said you know focusing is is a really good thing to do. We don't waste our resources because we can't afford to waste some resources. So sales flags has come up with three really good ways to start developing your your seo you know link building just go and get links to your uh, to your site versus writing that killer content web page content versus writing a, a a killer um pdf an ebook which is the best for an early stage um okay what's your opinions where would you go out of those three if you're going to focus and you're not and, and you're not allowed to say all three now because you said focus <laughs> i would go for a pillar page having not only one uh the, your key pages uh the thing that startups can do that big ones cannot do because they are too big is take care pay attention in each journey in each page content to build it as as good as possible because google is the i, I say google is the most picky user you can have uh, the most smart user and uh, if if your page is relevant for google it's good enough for google is good enough for the user so you may you need to make sure your journeys are Sleek. Okay, cool. Kirsten? Well, it's a very, very hard question. It depends on your competitors and what you're starting out with. So I'm slightly torn to pick one. Um, I sort of agree on strong pages, but if I want to maybe collect leads very quickly, if I want to turn um, you know, people interested into customers, I might even go with a PDF. It depends on my resources that I have. Um, but yeah, it depends. What is my situation that I'm starting with um, and what's the objective? So I'm leaning towards um, a PDF to promote, um, to get leads very early on that I can then market to later on. Yeah, okay, good as a lead gen. Okay, good. Fabrizio, what do you want to go for? I mean, you could do lead gen anyway, regardless of the other two eventually, but if I have to choose between building links and building pages, yeah, always pages, right? Like uh, you can build all the links you want, but if you don't have the pages, there's no fun happening, right? So I think I would start there first. And then, uh, you know, at some point, if the pages don't rank, maybe links are a problem, but at least you should build the pages first and then see what happens. Yeah. I think I kind of kind of agree that I think the, the page, building the killer, doing the, the killer page first allows you, I mean, you could then create an ebook out of that pillar page as well. So that that's okay. Obviously, if they can read it without downloading the book, then you've lost the lead maybe. But uh, so Kirsten, you do have a fair fair point. But also, regardless, those those are what, you know, if, if that pillar content is good, it, that will generate the links if, it, if it's genuinely good content, knowledge, leadership content. So that's good. I think Guys, maybe, yep. sorry. Yep. <laughs> no, I just meant to say, um, because we've been talking about SEO and SEO only, but maybe especially for startups that you know don't have all the resources i think it's very important to to see seo not as something that works in silo and always try to work across teams and make the most out of all the channels and work together and and, and i think the uh i can't remember his name uh, a guy guy the seo for for linkedin for for ages um he used pdfs 
almost exclusively as his SEO building tool. And you think LinkedIn, blimey, it's LinkedIn. But, you know, he definitely used the, the PDF approach very, very effectively to generate leads and generate links, which, you know, effectively still led to reasonably pillar page content, which which did the whole thing. So I guess I guess it is, you know, where you are in your journey and and, and whether you what, what can stand out most is uh, is is probably a good 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 answer. Guys, thank you ever so much for your time. David, what have we got on next time? So next time... So this is my producer. <laughs> we're going to be broadcasting live on Monday the 17th of May at 4pm UK time. We're going to be zeroing in on SEO for big brands. Uh, we've already got um, Turgi Akar from Sony going to be appearing on that one. A couple of other uh, people that uh, we're still talking to about um, appearing on that one. And uh, But make sure you sign up at theknowledgepanelshow.com so you can watch us live. We broadcast live on YouTube, on Facebook as well. And of course, were available as a podcast um, to catch the replays on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So guys, thank you very much. It just leaves me to to say thanks ever so much for, for, for coming along today. Um, if anybody wants to contact you guys, are they allowed to? What's your Twitter handle? How can they get hold of you, Helen? Helen, uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, you okay. can find me on LinkedIn. It's the best okay. way. Kirsten? Um, given the name, easiest LinkedIn, my handle is a bit strange, so LinkedIn, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Fabrizio, can we find you? Uh, yes, same. I Google my name or on, link on, on um, like Twitter, my handle is uh, Patchnut, but yeah, probably Googling me is Patchnut, how do you spell that? P-E-C-H-N-E-T yeah. uh, -E is my video game okay. nickname, so it's got nothing to do with everything, but I still keep it, yeah. Just okay. being lazy. Guys, thank you ever so much for coming on today. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Your your experience has been invaluable and uh, served the tips. So see you next time. Thanks, thank guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.